Welcome to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where Christian men get together to talk about real issues, real struggles, and real victories. We're here to have honest conversations about what it means to be a Christian man in today's world. We'll be talking about marriage, fatherhood, leadership, faith, and more. And we'll be doing it all in a way that is honest, open, and unscripted. Subscribe today and join us on this journey. Stepping into the studio today. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Everybody's going to hear that. <laughs> I did. That's funny. Uh, all right. We're back. Um, yeah. I'm your host, Alan Underwood, along with my co-host, Seth Lazan and John Harney. We are here today. We're going to talk about spiritual warfare, I presume. That's what we discussed, um, but we didn't talk. How are we going to talk about it? John, tell me what we're doing. <laughs> where are we going? Where are we, where are we going, going with this, John? Okay, listen. So last week we ended talking about money. Okay. And we were, we sort of were kind of all over the place talking about, you know, like we, we feel like if we only have like a couple thousand bucks in the bank, we don't have enough. If we have a dollar in the bank, maybe that's enough or not enough. We were that's talking about enough. giving. No, I know that's, that doesn't sound great. But then again, that's what we were talking about. Can yeah. you trust God? And then we were saying like, uh, Seth, I don't even remember. He made such an excellent point at the end and it was so excellent. I've already forgot. Wow. That's how I know. But the point was. <laughs> you were kind of sharing like when we do give and you, we should, we're called to give the first fruits of everything, which includes mm -hmm. what we make and, and then we're, and give to your local ministry. And we were kind of saying that we don't want to um, exclude the fact or diminish the fact that there are people who are suffering financially. And we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, whatever with money, but sharing that we should be more giving and, and sharing those. Sometimes we're concerned about where our money goes, mm -hmm. you know, is the ministry actually using my money the way I want them to use my money. And I think your point had something to do with this, not, my money anyways it's always mm -hmm. god's first and so we sort of ended with that mm -hmm. and i kind of found it interesting because i ended up talking to my kids today and they're both at college and i spend a lot of money on my kids <laughs> and um for college and i love the college though it's a, a christ-centered christian university but i sort of ended up on the phone with both of them they go to two different churches thank god that they're that they're even attending a church i'm so blessed by that right now but i kind of asked them both and both of them sort of shared that their pastors at their churches have been teaching on spiritual warfare and it sort of flowed into a conversation like my daughter was just so intrigued by how God moves. God, the Holy Spirit moves among churches. Like here they go to two totally different churches that don't communicate. And yet the last couple of weeks, the communication has been on spiritual warfare. So because it's so real, so relevant, so current. And then talking to my son, he started talking about money, but about the how his pastor was sharing that spiritual warfare issue about fame and money and how Satan has this control and can take what Seth has shared before, this natural and amazing gift given by God for someone, for instance, who can sing. And my son was kind of sharing that, no, Satan, like we were just kind of learning how he can actually take that talent that was a God-given talent and then feed into the the fame, the wealth, and all these things to help that person actually draw people away from God. And so that's kind of, I think that's where the spiritual warfare thing sort of came to, because I was just sharing with you guys before I turned the mic on, before we turned this podcast on about that i found it very interesting kind of flowed with some of the money stuff from last week and so mm -hmm. you're the one who kind of shared on that seth uh, um these god-given talents creations we how they get manipulated that your talent is not singing as what we heard at the intro anyway no, I thought go it was ahead, good. no it's off I, no. What? <laughs> listen if that's on the beginning of this we can, I'm, edit. I'm we can like, edit it out i feel like we keep it in because people are probably gonna be like mm, i think We've, that guy has a career in singing we spent enough time talking about it but god i have to keep it in there. <laughs> Exactly. Now, now we do. Hey, I yeah. think we should have American Idol for people over forty. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think there's an age limit. We watch American Idol it's like twenty five or something. Something uh, for young people. That's anyway. true. Anyway, I don't want to go too far off topic, but I want to come back to American Idol in a minute mm -hmm. <laughs> because the first time I ever saw it was at Alan Underwood's house. First <laughs> time, very first season. One of my favorite shows. You and I came to your house while we were working, and I never even heard of it. 
I'll never forget that. Okay, go. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. You know, that's actually kind of kind of funny too, because American Idol talk about idolatry. Mm. You know, there's you know, you have these famous people who um just have these crazy followings. And uh some of them have really catchy names like Swifties and and all that, and how um it really like a lot of our time and devotion kind of goes towards our artists or our, you know, musicians, whoever it might be, movie stars. Uh, I know that if there's a, you know, movie with, you know, Matt Damon or Mark Wahlberg, like I want to watch that movie or even the rock. Like I'm, those are, those are, you know, maybe not the rock. Yeah. I don't know. My a little thing. cheesy, his movies. I know, but it's just like, I, I, I find them entertaining. They're, okay, entertaining. Okay. Yeah, They're entertaining. Like I'm not, I'm not some critic who's like no, going like, Oh man, like, the cinematography was really bad in this one, you know, um, can't believe, can't believe the camera work was so bad. And the, no, I'm not, I'm the one that like, I just want to, I kind of want to enjoy those things. Now I will say that I also have a different kind of lens to look at those things mm -hmm. because as we, we were mentioning earlier that, that a lot of, uh, artists and musicians, they have, um, these great talents. Um, and so what I do when I watch movies or things, I think I've even shared this before, is that I have a, a lens where I view these things from the three H classes where where's what's the hope, where's the, the heart and where's the healing. And uh, so the, the hope is like, what is this movie trying to communicate to me? Um, what's the heart is what are, what's behind these characters and, and what they're, you know, trying to, to, to lure someone into and the healing is like whatever's pure and lovely and good and noble how can I come away from this movie, you know, honoring and thanking God for creative work um, instead of kind of just, um, yeah, you're welcome, guys. You know, take <laughs> Alan, <those>. Alan. <laughs> okay. This, I'm sorry, Seth. I love you. I wish I could, I uh, wish I could see things this is why, lens. If yeah. you guys, we're not filming this episode. We're, we're not on camera, but <laughs> what we have right now is we're, I'm looking over at Alan. And while Seth is talking, because, by the way, this is why Alan knew to have you on because okay. we have a better spiritual reference, uh, a more yeah. reverent guy like yourself who's young, and this is amazing. But I'm looking <laughs> at Alan because this goes back to a while back how we were making fun of you before Christmas. How, like you yeah. said, you just said you watch movies with like the three H's, dude. I love it. <laughs> I do yeah. too. But you remember when he was coming up with uh, before Christmas the sayings? Yeah, the sayings. That's yeah. oh my gosh, you're the best. Okay, you're the best. You are. That's great. I wish I could do that. I mean, I can't. And we talked. We talked about it last podcast. Yeah. So it is kind of good to piggyback off of this because I was like, I'm going to stop watching these shows. I'm not going to do this. I want to, you know, have things in my mind, put things into my mind that are more, you know, God serving. I guess you would say. But um, I got sick last week. I was off for a day. I took a day off, and I was like, yeah, I'm bored. I'll watch it again because I want to catch up on the show. And I'm like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Dang you, Satan! You just get it. It's like spiritual warfare. It's like, yeah. hey, I want to see what happens. And then I kind of stopped and I'm, I go back and forth, but being sick and it's easy just to turn something on because I want to yeah. lay there and watch something and just veg out, I guess you would say, but I don't look at things like that. I just go, I'm okay. I'll just go through it, yeah. you know, and there's, it's not right. I agree. But how do you get over that? How do you fight that? You know, you yeah. have a good way of doing it. I know I was laughing at you because it's <laughs> kind of funny, but I do appreciate yeah. it. So I love it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah. It's so intentional in the best possible yes. way. Yeah. It's like, um, you're so much, you're so much better of a guy than we are. 
I think is kind of like the, uh, that's funny. I don't want to put it that way. I'm not trying yeah. to glorify that or, mm-hmm. or righteous behavior, but it's just like, holy cow, man, why was I not this much more intentional when I was mm-hmm. younger, Same. you know, but it was funny because yeah. you, I wish we were filming this because I'm looking while you're saying that. And Alan is literally leaning back in his chair and it's just funny, dude, <laughs> because it is neat though. You yeah. have these sayings and stuff, but we're still going to make fun of you for, oh, for it. sure. Yeah. Like nerd, nerd alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, we get a lot of people saying we're mean to you, but yeah, we're not I mean, it, it makes sense, above. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I'm younger and more attractive, and really, <laughs> correct, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Listen, no. so going back to that though, you even mentioned the um, paying attention to it's ha- how it's hard to what you're watching, what you pay mm-hmm. attention to. And that goes back to what I kind of, like I said, sharing with my own kids mm-hmm. um, that, you know, my daughter was sharing that at Pella at the church she goes to, they were talking about even just in prayer that you're involved in spiritual warfare because you're actually making a declaration that you're on the side of good, that you're on the side of the very Lord God creator against evil, if you will, while you're making these prayers. And then we started talking about what uh, Dr. Garcia, I highly recommend. He just started a series I don't go to that church, by the way. It's it's North Phoenix Baptist Church. Started a series on spiritual warfare. And last week I watched the recap of the um, foundational sermon to kind of introduce the series. And that is one of the points he was making was Satan uses schemes and he's so subtle and so so much more intelligent than human beings and has, by the way, had thousands of years to study human beings. Mm-hmm. And so to get into spiritual warfare, and if you're listening to this, by the way, and you're not a believer in Jesus or you're skeptical or maybe you're agnostic where you're like, maybe there's a God. This may sound like pretty heavy stuff to you, but you can kind of look around and see there must be something at work because this world seems really upside down right now. Like there Mm -hmm. must be something more than just human beings coming up with this stuff. Um, But I, so I didn't want to kind of miss over that, that this, well, you're in, you were talking about the music videos and stuff. So it, the lyrics, yeah. like yeah, you said, you, lyrics, you choose videos. to watch things mm-hmm. and listen to things. And that's what Dr. Garcia shared. I, he was, it was very fascinating because he said, listen, you, you have sell out stadiums. And my son kind of brought this up when I was asking mm-hmm. him about it of people who are overtly dressing like the devil, which is kind of goofy and all that. Yeah. And overtly singing evil lyrics, anti-God lyrics, anti-God statements and we we have arenas full of people who can recite yeah. because their mind has been conditioned. Their neural pathways of their brains mm-hmm. have been laid out to literally focus on more evil and intentionally evil things. That's pretty crazy. And yeah. then we wonder why things are so messed up. You know what I mean? And so it's right. funny though, going back to American Idol. I love you pointed that out, Seth. It's in the very name. Mm-hmm. It's not, this is nothing new, by the way. Thousands of years of human beings have done the idolatry stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is funny that that goes back to what Dr. Garcia shared we're overt about it. Like society is not only accepting, but, but almost antagonistic against truth and against God to like literally name a show, which is a fun show and interesting Mm -hmm. American idol. Like this is like, Hey guys, we're just taking biblical phraseology and words that were, we're supposed to avoid as a created being or idols outside of just praising and worshiping our creator. Let's just make a show about it. And this is awesome. We'll just go ahead and create our own idols and and it's awesome. And it's a funny show and it's famous. Mm -hmm. And, Kind of interesting at a minimum, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that. I mean, that's the thing. It's, um, there's so much stuff in the world that we just enjoy. Yeah. And like, I've watched those, I'm, I'll be 51 years old in two weeks and I've been watching them that long. So it's hard to, it's hard, you know, it's hard to go back and just put on a Christian movie. Yeah. And give the three H's or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is the three you know, H's. But, but I, Good job. <laughs> 
but I do. I I feel like I put things up on a pedestal. I like yeah. I, I'll come home and instead of open my Bible, I'll watch a football game. Like mm-hmm. and the Browns are gone, so I don't need to watch that anymore. They mm-hmm. lost, but but the Lions <laughs> but that's are like an idol. In. The Lions are in. I root for the Lions. I root for the Lions, right, Bills, Browns, all the teams that sucked for years. But I do that all the time, and it's something I struggle with. I think it's one of my biggest struggles is you know to get up in the morning and open my Bible, or to come home and read the Bible, or put something on that's more. What's the word I'm looking for? Heartwarming? No. <laughs> One of the H's. More. What's the H? Give more H. H. Helpful. Healthy. Helpful. Healthy. Healthy. What are the H's again? Hope, heart, and healing. Yeah. That's hard. Because yeah. the shows that I like are shooting and killing and sex. Yeah. And, you know. And the jokes about they, all of that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm not trying to be funny. It is. And it's like, and my wife, even I went over it last time. She's like, why do you watch this? I'm like, I don't care about that. I, don't, I can fast forward through the sex. I can fast forward. But the killing and the cursing and everything, it's part of the show. And I just like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Like Reacher, I watch that. It's a good mm-hmm. show. Yeah. 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 I watch these shows and I like them. And like, is it something I should be watching or not? Probably not. Yeah. And it's that gives you that spiritual warfare. And it also takes you away from reading your Bible, opening the word, getting with community. You know, I understand. Yeah. Because um, that's me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. I, I got the same struggles, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I, I love movies. I love TV shows. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the guy who, who enjoys those things. Um, but you, there are things that... really? I do. Okay. I do. I yeah. love movies, TV shows. Um, you know, there's... What's your favorite movie? Ever? Um, Well, it depends what genre, what genre you're thinking of. Just pick a movie. Pick a movie. Um, Just give me a movie you like. Uh, good Will Hunting. I really like that movie. That was a good movie. That's I was thinking movie. about that movie today. I don't know why. Yeah, that's weird. It's a great it movie. Weird. Yeah, Despicable yeah. Me, the first one. Which one? What? Despicable Me. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. well, I, it we was so kids. unique for like when it first came out in like the you know early tens. Yeah. <laughs> the early <laughs> tens. tens. The odd tens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like two years old when that came out. No, I'm not that young. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, I, so he I was do, in fifth I, grade. Maybe you might have been. All right, John. What's your favorite movie? It's funny. I would say Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite comedies. Mm -hmm. You just, because you can, I judge movies on, can I put it on at any point and sit through it again or whatever? You know what I mean? And so to me, I don't get me wrong. They're Cool Hand Luke. I know that's one that people are like, what? Like Paul Newman, Cool Hand Luke. Luke." It's one of my all-time favorite movies. You've never even heard of it. I'm looking at Seth. (laughs) Seth is giving me this face of like, I mean, what are you even talking about right now? Um, That always reminded me of my papa which is mm-hmm. my mom's dad. And he had served time on chain gangs and uh, he was a criminal in the fifties and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. but, it, but he was the sweetest, most sweetheart of a guy you ever saw. And, but was an alcoholic and we can talk about all that stuff at some other point. Cause some of his stories are fascinating, by the way, my mom wrote a book about him and everything um, because he was in prison. He tried to kill my mom and, and on a, on drug and dr- an alcohol induced crazy stupors and stuff. But yet when he was working, when he was in prison in the South, Cool Hand Luke is about this guy who's basically this informal leader. There's some Christ-like typology. They very intentionally actually have him laying on a table with his arms spread and all these things because he has this heart, uh, just this neat heart, even though he's criminal and and in this chain gang. And Something about my mind always put my papa in that position as a little kid hearing these stories and because I got to see him when I worked with him and saw how sweet he was and Mm -hmm. kind he was to everybody that he came in contact with and how ashamed he was. And he basically gave himself his own penance until he died, trying to repay his family for having been such a horrible man when they were mm. younger. Um, so he taught me a lot about everything being a man. He's one of my favorite human beings I ever knew. Um, Paul Newman. 
No, Paul Newman is, and he makes good salad dressing. No, but my point is that <laughs> too. that movie reminded me of him always, yeah. and so I always something about that. But yeah, so Dumb and Dumber, that one. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. What about you? Ooh, I got two favorite movies. Number one is Seven with uh, Brad Pitt and yeah. Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. I didn't watch it because it's doing, but one of my favorite it reminds me of you. <laughs> we have a story for that. That's hilarious. He's alive. <laughs> He's alive. That's a very embarrassing story. We'll tell by that the way, story. Kyle. Maybe we'll tell that story at the end here. And the other one, which kind of actually a movie kind of directed my life, was Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, the original yeah. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I was watching that movie, and then I joined the Navy after that. And I went to the recruiter. I'm like, I want to be on an aircraft carrier. He goes, well, You don't want to be on an aircraft carrier. Just work 12 hours on, 12 hours off, middle of the night. I'm like, No, I do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, six months later, I was on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Persian Gulf, and it sucked so bad. That guy was like, I told you. He was 100% right. I was like, this is not cool. Like the movie, (laughs) this is a lot of work and it's cold and rainy and it sucks. But uh, it was good for me. Anyway, those are my two favorites. Yeah. I can see that. Even the new Top Gun I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I should have been a fighter pilot. Not working on an aircraft carrier carrying chains everywhere. Anyway. I have an uncle who was a naval aviator, fighter pilot, who's killed in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And I had his ejection pole. He had ejected like three different times. Kind of a neat story. I actually Mm -hmm. gave a lot of his stuff to his daughter. Mm -hmm. She's like Mm -hmm. my second cousin or something like that. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It's a a fascinating story though. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I always thought I would do the same thing. And then I didn't. I joined the circus. I think you know that. You're correct. Yeah. Well, not really the real circus though. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Kind of, but. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, back to spiritual warfare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, no, but like this, I think this kind of, I think it can go that way. Cause you know, when we think about spiritual war- warfare. A lot of times we think of like just crazy, insane, like demon possession and like those crazy, like, uh, uh, you know, the ring or exorcist and, and all those different movies. Okay. And you can Shouldn't think we of be watching those movies. I I have never seen them. So, uh-huh. because I'm a Christian. Uh, no, I've watched most. Yeah, of I, saw, I saw the rig. Yeah. If they don't have one of the three H's, yeah, that, no. no, I am uh, the worst question ever. I like those movies. Oh. I'm I'm not saying anything, but like, I I, and and again, like, it's that's part part of my point is that there are some things that are really um, prevalent in my life that I cannot be a part of. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't watch those things because it's it, it's a warfare in my mind and it's fair, and it affects me emotionally, physically, spiritually Definitely. more than other things. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, it's it's different for them as than it is for me. Like I, you know, language doesn't bother me. Some people like I don't I don't swear or anything ever. Um, and uh, I can watch movies and all stuff and and it doesn't impact me. My you know, <laughs> other laughing people, again because I can't even I'm bear to get on the to. phone with him for five minutes while he's driving and he's swearing up a storm. storm. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I agree. But, I try but not I, I, it's yeah. whatever. We I come do. from kind of a hard yeah. culture, though. Yeah. Too. Well, and, yeah. and and that's like I I mean it's not that I never did like when I was when I was you know in high school you know sports and all this stuff I was around all this different stuff people doing smoking and drinking and um and you know there was times where I was going to do it and just chickened out uh so like i was i was kind Thank of like, God. that makes yeah. sense exactly oh, wait, yes, like, uh, yeah yeah no it makes sense uh, no but i but i but my my language <laughs> my language is very colorful they're like take a hit on this and he's like i don't know that that aligns with the three h's yeah yeah I, yeah that's exactly i was like what h is this uh hit is not the h that i go by <laughs> my mom did not tell me this h okay i'm sorry all right go ahead no it's a uh, uh, i can't remember what i was saying but um basically 
what I was trying to get at is that language, there's other things, there's things that impact us that don't impact other people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, movies that have sex scenes in them, like I have to avoid because uh, that causes a different kind of reaction for me is where other people, it may not. Um, and uh, if I can't, if at the end of the day, I can't focus on something that's pure and good and lovely in a movie, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to, then I'm not going to continue to, engage in that kind of media or behavior but that's not that's not because it's inherently everyone is going to have that same response Um, it's because that's something that is my that i need to um spiritually really avoid that because it it's a different kind of warfare for myself yeah that makes sense no it makes a lot of sense and i i laugh at you and joke with you but i agree with you i mean that that's kind of what's uh we say my cross the bear where I'm struggling with that, where I really want to yeah. just not do that. Like if I could just turn the TV off and turn Instagram off and turn all that off, I wouldn't just go about my day and do the podcast and be around community and other believers and just talk about that all day is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. I live in the world. I go to, I mean, I, I work in ministry and that I think is part of the spiritual warfare. We've talked about it where I go to work every day and I come home and I'm mad and I'm talking about things like, why are we doing it this way? And why are we doing it that way? And why do they treat people like this? And I think that's me coming home and talking about other people is 100% wrong where I should, and we're called to be Christ-like and I come home and I'm mad Mm -hmm. and I don't put the three H's to work and do what I'm supposed to do. I should pray for people. I should do the things I'm supposed to do. And I don't. And and that's a different kind of spiritual warfare. And I think that's kind of why we started this podcast because I'm not nowhere near a perfect Christian and you're not either Seth, but you, no, just, you come across as one. Oh, I'm sorry. I know well, because I'm, not, saying I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. You come across as like the most perfect person in the world. And oh, well. we all know you're not, <laughs> you know, I got to tell, seen, I gotta tell more bad stories. No, I didn't. Right, I got to tell more bad <laughs> stories about myself. No, but, we have to keep but, you pure and clean. The reason oh, okay. I say that is because <laughs> none of us are perfect, yeah. you know, and that's kind of why I think that was the heart behind the podcast is, yeah. Being a Christian, I think you can go to a church and see people and you think they're perfect. Pastors, you think they're perfect and that they don't struggle. Where I've seen pastors yeah. who struggle with porn. I've seen pastors who struggle For with sure. sin more than I do. Right. I've heard of them. I've read about them. And, yeah. and we're human beings and we're just trying to guide our you know, guide our families on mm-hmm. this walk and be be the, the foundation for them and for ourselves. And I'm trying to be an example for them. And I think we all are. And sometimes yeah. I'm not the right example. So... That's yeah. that's well, you know, that, where yeah. I'm at right now. Yeah, and that's why I can't I can't you know watch movies that have sex right. scenes in them or have like because yeah. that impacts me in in a negative way. It makes you know we yeah. desire that and and uh, so you know yeah I'm trying to trying to not be perfect you know no, <laughs> no uh, but okay we're gonna say you're not perfect all right I'm not perfect no but but for real though perfect. that 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 is like I can't like if it's rated R for anything other than violence or language, like yeah. that really impacts me. Whereas violence and language, like it doesn't. Um, whereas other people like violence and language really impacts them too. Like they want to continue to do that or mm-hmm. they want to speak. Their words are impacted by those things. Yeah. Whereas mine aren't impacted by them. Um, <clears throat> but so uh, I bring that up mostly because spiritual warfare does take different forms for each one of us. And, um, you know, well, whether it's, it it can be demonic possession, it can be those different things, but it's, um, for a lot of us, it's, it's, uh, demonic influence through media and, uh, other things that really impacts our thoughts. Like we say, you know, I, I like the beat, it's really good, but the words that I'm hearing are really impacting my mind and I'm able to say them. And I don't even sometimes realize what I'm saying. Like I, I was in high school and I was, I, I was, 
um, you know, in swearing all the time. And I uh, didn't even realize I tripped over something and said something. And I, my what teacher, did you say? I, no, I'm just kidding. Don't say it. I will tell it. <laughs> no. So my teacher was Off like, <laughs> teacher was like, when has it ever been okay to say that? And I was like, where's this guy coming from? Like, he's just a loser. And then, <laughs> and then I like, you know, 20 minutes later, I was like, Oh, that's what I, I didn't even realize I said that. Right. And that kind of was like, man, like if I can't even realize how I'm being impacted by these things until, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know how blinded I am to the mm-hmm. things in my life. And that's kind of how, you know, you know, I really tried to take spiritual warfare in my own like personal walk with Christ in a, in a not crazy way but in a way that I'm trying to influence my faith and my walk towards Christ and influence my family with those three H's. I like it. I, it's interesting because one, you're basically repeating a lot of the stuff that I just was sharing that, uh, pastor Garcia, Dr. Garcia from uh, North Phoenix Baptist was sharing on the, the effect lyrics even just have and media has on your mind, how it literally re-imprints your mind. And science, by the way, shows that secular science agrees with that, that you can manipulate and rewire people's minds and thinking, mm-hmm. influence them in in tremendous ways, identity issues and all these things we have. But then uh, Alan talking about your work in ministry, and then you still end up in this place of like being angry or frustrated, that mm-hmm. spiritual warfare that you're referencing, it actually shows you can almost, I hate to say it this way, but you almost can take it as a badge of honor when things are hitting you hard mm-hmm. because of the fact that you were involved in ministry, because we all recognize why would Satan can use people as a vessel, if you will, you're talking about possession and all these things who are not believers in Christ. Of course, he's going to use them in leadership and things like that to affect policy and change and laws and et cetera. But the reality is they're not a threat at all. If people haven't believed in Christ, they're no threat. He doesn't need to actually attack them. He can just use them. Mm-hmm. You're in ministry, so now you're an actual threat to the enemy. So he needs to do everything he can do, to use a military term, is to make you combat ineffective. Mm-hmm. And that's where you come under attack. So that's the spiritual warfare you really do have to watch out for. Like we pray for our friend Seth, involved in ministry, specifically at a church. You're a high-priority target, of course, for spiritual warfare. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're at a ministry working with kids. Of course you're going to be a higher-priority yeah. target. And we see big, major, big-name pastors who have fallen because of sexual sins and adultery and all these things. That's not an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have volition. Unfortunately, their volition was tripped into satanic projection. You know what I mean? Like there's spiritual warfare is way bigger when you start making a bigger impact for the kingdom because you're a bigger threat to the evil side of things, the dark side of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of a of a saying I heard in, in, in a class somewhere where the, the pastor said, well, a perceived strength is actually a double weakness. And, mm-hmm. and that's where you... Like you don't think you'll ever fall in this area. That's a place where you need to, that's a place where the devil's going to try to get you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, for people in ministry, it's like, wow, I'm really following the Lord. But then, you know, like the things that you thought you were good at can actually become a double, a weakness to, to where the, that's going to, that will be the place where you probably end up, um, failing the most. And, uh, you know, for, for us, you know, we're all, we're at this, we're doing a ministry here as well. Um, on this podcast and we, and, uh, everyone that's listening, you know, is doing different kind of ministry, um, in their lives or, or hoping to do that. I imagine, um, many people listen to us because, um, you know, we're trying to be real. We're trying to share the things that we're going through. And, and I hope that people, um, recognize that, you know, some recognize themselves and some of the things that we're saying, um, 
Yeah. And you, we talked about the pastors of fallen with sexual sin and stuff. I think that's where it started for me because being in law enforcement, it was not a big deal for people to talk about and porn. It's like big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, oh, you know, like it was and nothing. And Weird. And it was yeah. something that for the longest started as a kid with my dad's playboys under the bed before we had phones that it was no big deal to me. And then yeah. as I got older and then, you know, I have a daughter and stuff and sexual sin and porn was like, wait a minute, I got to stop watching this. It was, it, it, it didn't affect me at all until I decided to follow Christ, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. And I didn't, I found that it was as a way to not cheat on my wife, but basically you are by looking mm-hmm. at porn. And I was like, well, this is wrong. And my life was kind of going downhill. And like you say, it's that dopamine hit. I, I understand yeah. what that means yeah. because you're satisfied. It satisfies you to watch that. And then, you know, after that, you're like, if you're, especially if you're a Christian, you have that guilt and that, like, mm-hmm. why am I looking at this? And then when you have daughters and time, because when we were kids, we just had, you know, Sears catalogs and, right. and Playboys under your dad's bed. Now it's access everywhere. And even for men our age, mm-hmm. there's access everywhere. So yeah. we got to fight that every day. And I think watching it on, that's why I, I think when I watch a show and I see sex mm-hmm. on a show, it doesn't affect me because, you know, you, you can still go down that rabbit hole sometimes if you don't fight it yeah (laughs) you know so i i get that and i think that's where it started for me where i was like i don't want to look at this anymore i don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. because i want to get my life right with the lord i want to follow jesus and i think it started with um covid we talked about Mm -hmm. it with covid and being home and i was drinking a lot and putting my life through like oh i'm bored i'm just gonna have jack daniels and coke and sit down and my family go to bed and i'm just sitting on a computer and waking up in the morning my wife's like what did you do last night i'm like i don't remember because i drank too much by myself apparently i was looking at porn and doing stuff on the phone you know and i'm like this is not for me this is not where i want to go with my life and this is not the example i want to be for my kids so the whole world can know for if i'm helping somebody else to get off of it and not look at it understand that it's not what you need to be doing you need to be Mm -hmm. an example and so maybe i don't want to tell the world that (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's a really that's a really good thing to share being open and honest i think is i mean for teenagers to listen i think they should understand that because i think it affects teenagers more than adults well Well, maybe not you know the statistics are just rising every year for who regularly views pornography and Mm -hmm. and uh i mean every year it's you know men it's like 98 percent or something and women it's like 70 percent or something you know i'm i think i'm a little bit over but it's something where it's it's impacting everybody everyone different way and it's been minimized let me share real fast my so my own son was watching some show it was super popular with all the kids um i i can't think of the name and to be honest with you i'm not even going to say it because i you don't even need to look it up but it was a popular show that high school kids were watching and one day, just because it had, you know, the drug culture and all this other stuff, and it has kids like has actors in it that were like on Disney and stuff as well. Oh, I know the show. That's a whole nother story. I watched that show one time. I don't remember the name. I of put it, it on for five minutes it was because bad. I was like, "Why does the, why do these kids love this show so much?" And it was what would have been categorized when I was a young kid as basically soft porn, like Cinemax type mm-hmm. of stuff. And this was a pop, popular show with high school kids. Like all of them talked about it. And, it had, yeah. And listen, I. It, it, first of all, it kind of blew my mind and I was sad. And I even told my kid, I was like, I'm so sad that you watched that buddy. Like, because I, I figured it was kind of mm-hmm. bad based on the content. I had no idea that yeah. it was like, cause it's marketed to high school kids. So I, I figured it was awful. I watched like two episodes. And I'm like, this is awful. Beyond like, what I expected. Yeah, beyond what sexually. I expected too. And it was Disney people from Disney yes, on it. Yes. And so I think though, let's go back to it for a minute because I, I love that you're willing to share that kind of stuff because all of us admittedly have struggled with that. For me, it's been a lot longer than that. You know what I mean? Thank God. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that just like you said in a movie or whatever comes on even now when there's like some 
smoking hot chick or whatever, my, I can, the dopamine hit, I sense it. It's exciting and it's like, ooh, what's about to happen? Butt pants and distractions. Butt pants and distractions. We <laughs> talked about that on an episode. And, but the solution, it's funny because we're talking about spiritual warfare. And so we can go to Ephesians 6. I'm looking at a pastor across the table from me looking at Seth here, and he knows exactly where I'm going. And most people will because they hear about the full armor of God when you start talking about putting on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. I've got a point with this, which just prior to that, it was talking about in Ephesians about the actual spiritual warfare. Our battle is not against the physical enemy. We can't see our enemy and our enemy schemes and devises and uses things to manipulate our minds and uses the vessels of unbelievers to manipulate policy and entertainment and media, etc. My point is when we start talking about, well, how do I get over pornography or how do I get over sexuality, sins, promiscuity, homosexuality? And there used to be these, you know, the big like pray the problem away kind of movements within Christianity, but people were left damaged and hurt from those movements because they were told in a charismatic style. And, and I don't, we're not going to get into whether we're talking charismatic or, or whatever type of a ministry, but they were basically shared in a charismatic style that God will heal this no matter what through prayer. Mm-hmm. They're not wrong, but where they're wrong is they're missing exactly the point of things such as Ephesians six, which is put on the whole armor of God, which has to do with intentionality, which has to do with, you don't just pray something away. You have to replace your desires your wishes, your drives. You have to be intentional because God is always there, always waiting for us to seek a relationship with him. That's in James, draw nearer to God and he will draw nearer to you because it becomes your own decision. You're saved by grace through faith. I get that. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to get rid of an addiction, alcohol, drugs, porn, promiscuity, homosexuality, yes, faithfully, you can go to God in prayer. Of course, you have to prayerfully approach it, but it's more than that. You have to intentionally put on the whole armor of God, which has to, mm. to do with intentionally getting around fellow believers, yep. getting into the word of God, replacing first, start there, prayerfully replacing yeah. all of these thoughts with the very word of God, yep. reading and understanding and, and God, not as a magic eight ball, but God, what does your word have to say about this? And start to replace those things in your mind yeah. with those things of God. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah. that's kind of, I think I just what comes point along with that, like back when I, during COVID and everything, you, you know, you get into the pornography and promiscuity and all that, then you start feeling depressed and you start feeling anxiety. And it just, mm-hmm. it's just a rabbit hole that you go down and you just become somebody that you don't want to be. And that's where I think, you know, I think we talked about it on the phone when we had, we were talking about our kids, but it was also me. I probably was too ashamed to say it at the time, but mm-hmm. I was a little in a dark place and yeah. Yeah. Uh, spiritual warfare. Yeah. All, and I was a Christian as well, but I wasn't replacing that with the Bible. I wasn't replacing that with church. I was skipping church because it was easy because Apparently the devil said COVID and you can't go to church. And I was like, cool, let's stay home. And right. Oh boy. Didn't that party. get used effectively? Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I yeah. was, I was proud of the pastors who were out there, which some, by the way, in this country actually yeah. got arrested and actually got fined and things mm-hmm. like that by governments because they said, no, we will yeah. still meet. We're called to gather together more as the day approaches. And yeah. um, so, you know, we were a tiny church, so we were able mm-hmm. to continue to meet based on we're pretty small, yeah. but these yeah. big ones, they had to kind of, unfortunately be manipulated by the the devil's government if you will if you want to say it that way you know yeah, and i feel like that's what i did i just i, I was like i'm going to replace this and i'm going to open my bible and i'm going to go to church and i'm going to yeah. see what the lord has for me and he's like here it's open come and it's still a struggle I mean, yeah. and i think that's why i want to talk about christianity and i yeah. i know that as christians and why we did this podcast is because i feel like sometimes christians or that holier than now attitude where you push off Christians, bro, you push people away from Christianity because, Oh, I'm better than you because you look at porn or you do drugs or you drink a lot or you curse a lot or you do this. And you know, like Jesus did, he welcomed everybody. He was you know? radical. And uh, he went to, the Pharisees yeah. didn't like that. And I think sometimes as Christians, we become that 
not us per se. I think yeah. that's why we wanted to do this podcast, but I still see it. I see it at my mm-hmm. old church. I see it at my new church. I see it at churches all the time. It's like, we're not better than anybody else. Just because his sin is different than mine, I still mm-hmm. sin every day. And I think you tell me, Pat, uh, uh, Seth, but... I forgot my name. Thank no, you. I, I think you're going to call you Pastor Seth. <laughs> um, yeah. I was. Okay, but, uh, um, I feel like, what's the difference? As long as, you know, you understand, I can tell you, but I'm not going to sit here and yeah. shun you away from like my home or my family. Yeah. And I think we talked about it. And when I worked at the airport, there was a transgender guy. And I talked to this guy all the time, girl. I don't know how I didn't even ask. And I, I'm not trying to be funny. I talked to him all every night, great conversations about shooting, about police work mm-hmm. about, and I liked him. Nice guy. And yeah. it wasn't me f- for me to judge. And people would laugh and make fun. And he was huge. He, he she was a big girl, but, mm-hmm. and I know it sounds funny. I'm not trying to be funny, but I had a good relationship with this person. Yeah. And it wasn't, and I was a Christian. And you're called yeah. to do that. You're called yeah. to share the love of Christ. Right. Because that's a, yeah. that comes from spiritual warfare as well. That's an un- yeah. unfortunate victim of spiritual warfare. But yeah. I feel like as Christians, we push those people away yeah. because they're not us. They're better. We feel like we're better than them. And we're or it's not. uncomfortable. Well, yeah. yeah. People are uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Well, there, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's kind of two things. And, and first is, I think, I think, for us, we all like it's in, it's in culture. Like if, mm-hmm. if you have, if you're poor, but there's someone else who's poorer, you're going to say, Oh, you're going to make fun of that person. Or if you're mm-hmm. this and someone else is that you're going to make fun of that person. Yeah. I think we all kind of feel our disgrace a little bit. Like we we're all, we all know that we're disgraceful. Um, and we try to get rid of it. I'm not maybe. disgraceful. How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, yeah, know, exactly. but, I agree. You're right. But like, we all try to get rid of it in, in some way. And, and sometimes what makes us feel better is that other people are worse than we are or, yes, or they're, they, they, it makes us feel better that someone else I do that. Um, struggles, you know, harder with pornography than I did. Or, um, this person struggles with heroin and I don't. And you know, if we start to be like, oh, I can't believe that person is this. Man. But it's because we're trying to get rid of our own disgrace by by doing. We whatever. create like a relative scale. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You already yeah, said I, what what sin is worse than the other sin. Yeah. We're like, well, that sin is way worse than my yeah. sin. All I do is sneak and watch porno. It doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, right. It's but just, you know nobody, that guy. Exactly. Yeah. But that's funny because I watch shows. Here we go again. That make me feel better about myself. I watch hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. these people are awful. My house yeah. is a little messy, but not not like that. Or my 600 pound life, I'm like, man, get in the gym, lady or guy. But it makes yeah. me feel better about myself. Relative where, righteousness, yeah, exactly. I think they call that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I I get it. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah, and that's and, and that's still that's like often. Yeah, I mean that that's often really what it, what it is yeah. is that we're we know we're disgraceful, but someone else is more disgraceful, right. and right. we're trying to get rid of it in some way. I don't like that by I'm, by throwing up our throwing up ourselves. Like I, I may struggle in this area, but I don't struggle in this area, so I must be doing better, right. or I must be doing okay. Um, and uh, you know, the other thing about that is, as you know, what you were talking about with having you know your, this transgender um, person that you yeah. were talking about is, you know, I think it's I think it's Second Corinthians five where it talks about we, you know, he said I wrote to you to not associate with sexually immoral people. Mm-hmm but not at all meaning those who are outside the church, but those who are inside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, if you're supposed to, you know, uh, if I wanted you to, to disassociate from people who are outside the church, you have to be out of this world. Right. Um, but he was saying that we have to judge those who are within our midst, not necessarily those who are outside. Um, and I think for us, 
we try to, uh, or another part of that disgrace is that, well, they are so bad and I feel better about myself. Mm, and right. I feel like there's, um, that, that my lying, my constant, you know, looking at other women that aren't my wife or other men that aren't my husband or, um, that I hide this addiction, you know, it's, it's different. Like we feel like theirs is different and we feel better about ourselves that way. And so, um, I think my point is, is that we are disgraceful. Each one of us doesn't, has no, um, bearing or no earning of what God has given us the same way that people who are outside of the church don't, um, have earning, uh, or don't earn that either. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to be more graceful to those who are specifically outside the church yeah. and also be building up our brothers inside the church so that we aren't a community of people who, um, just do whatever we want to do. I love what you just shared because there are a few things to touch on. One is out of Isaiah, where he even talks about when Isaiah is sort of enlightened and, and again, be a noble-minded Berean because I, I'm pretty confident. It's, I know it's also when Moses was was put in the cleft of the rock when the goodness of God went by him, but I believe it's in Isaiah where he was even exposed to like how holy God is compared to himself is when he recognized like, I shouldn't even be like, I can't even say anything. Like God is so beyond who we are. His holiness is so much greater than, which holy just means separate. He's like that much different than us, so much more perfect that we're, we are uh, what's disgraceful. It's Isaiah 64, 6 is where it talks about the very best we can do, the most holier than now, even better than Seth's three H's and every other <laughs> saying he has person. The Bible in Isaiah 64, 6, I think we've talked about this before, talks about the best humanity can come up with. I'm talking the most sinless looking person that we know, the Rotary Club, you know, super ultra religious person is holding up filthy rags, filthy menstrual, pus ridden, disgusting, the grossest thing that you can come up with before God and saying, look what I did, God, look mm -hmm. how good I am. Which is why outside of the church we're to minister about the truth of Jesus. Within the church we're to recognize that that's what true repentance is as well. That we're all sinful. Mm -hmm. So we don't glorify those sins within the church, especially what you're saying. I love the, the verse out of Corinthians. What, the, what you're sharing is we don't, it, tolerance or tolerate is such a big word, right? Right. But if you're a believer and you're saying, I represent Jesus and I want to go outside of the walls of my church to share Jesus, well, then you can't also be trying to glorify a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's not to, it's not condemning that person like if they're a transgender or whatever like mm -hmm. you're not loved by jesus you are loved by jesus but you have to recognize just like i do just like alan was just talking about just like seth has talked about that you're sinful to begin with and all of us are and we can play this relative righteousness game but we have to go before god we have to confess mm -hmm. these sins before god and say i agree that this is sin but i also have to turn and say god i, I need your help on this i gotta mm -hmm. work through this and i recognize it's wrong and, and glorify you the best i can you know what i mean yeah and so I kind of like to just yeah. go back on that Corinthians thing you shared. You're exactly right. Outside of the church, we go to whoever, everybody. Yeah. They need to know Jesus. But once you know Jesus, now I just, my prayer for you is you recognize that you actually need to try to live more like Jesus right. yeah. so that you can represent him. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. You know? It's a work in progress. It's, mm -hmm. well, you know. And I think, like, uh, I think what we're kind of touching on a little bit is that for Christians, we do need to judge other Christians, but we need to judge them there's there are there's ways to judge them that is better than than what we kind of think of as being judgmental but isn't that funny we use yeah. that and i know yeah. where you're going because the bible i just did a little study on this and it talks about the the kind of a, a, the loving kindness of spurring yeah. each other lovingly like hey brother you're wrong in yeah. this 
you're exactly right. And that funny people don't, don't, don't judge yeah. me. Only God is my judge. Well, God actually in the word of God says amongst each other, if you consider yourself a brother and a believer, we are exact, yeah. we can judge between what is right and what is wrong. That's all that means. Yeah. And brother, you're off on this one and let me help you. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, and it requires humility. Like yeah. if we're not, if we're, if we're, if there's a log in our own eye, as it says in Luke yeah. and there's, yeah. and we're trying to get someone spec out like that, that uh, you know that turns people off you know yeah, for sure that's exactly i, think I feel what like you're sometimes about i feel like sometimes we have such logs in our eyes i don't know alan we could get close enough when we're talking about our problems because our logs keep bumping each other <laughs> yeah yeah well i'll tell you what um up until i mean i was baptized 10 years ago and it didn't you know we talked about it on other podcasts it didn't mean much to me um and I, I i committed i still send i send daily i send weekly i send every day and it came to a point where i'm not i'm not uh, proud of anything I did before I um, decided to really give my life to the, to Christ and to follow Jesus and to become a Jesus follower. And that was 47 years, years old. I was 47 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel now that even though I'd still sin, I understand now that I'm saved by grace and that God has forgiven me. And I repent of those sins and I work hard every day to be a better person. And I'm still not great. I yelled today, cursed today when we're driving with my daughter poor girl oh that's another day that's another story but for anybody listening you don't have to be perfect to come to the lord you just need to be yeah ready to do it and you know what's the word um what did they say god doesn't want you to be perfect before you come to him how does that you know you know what i'm saying come on Seth. well i mean you know like i i feel like some people feel like i can't i can't go to church i can't give my life to the lord because i'm not ready yet i'm yeah, not the person i need don't. to be you don't need to be that i'm still yeah. flawed i'm still yeah. struggling and every day i wake up you know i want to be a better person i want to yeah. be somebody who is christ-like he and meets you, you right put, where you're at yeah, yeah and you put that full armor of god mm-hmm. on every morning and pieces fall off but put it right back on Let's go. Let's get back yeah. up on the horse and be the person that God wants you to be, to be Christ-like. I don't know yeah. if I'm saying this right. No. You I guys are, are much more mature yeah. with this stuff than yeah. I am, but that's where I'm at in my walk, mm-hmm. and that's where I want people who listen, whatever, however many 20, 30 people who listen to this, I want to understand <laughs> that you're going to struggle with sin. You're going to struggle with everything, but yeah. just go to the Lord. Just open that Bible. Just go to church and just go get around believers. Listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Yeah, you're not unusual if you're in that, and I'm, I yeah. don't want to be the one in closing, but we are coming in closing. Oh, wait. Yeah. Before the- we close. We got to go over that story because I said, okay, but listen, you said that. And here's what I was just thinking. (laughs) I know this sounds rude, but can we share that for next week? And let's open with that story next week. You're going to hear a story. It goes back to the movie seven. We're (laughs) going to talk about the movie seven. I'm going to share that story. That is very embarrassing in police work, (laughs) but uh, interesting work. I'm sharing it next week. We're opening it with next week. So please come back next week. We're going to get, I'm going to share that story. We're also going to talk about, you just said something, how you work hard. Every day, I took a little note on that. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. So we're going to go back into the seven deadly sins of the movie Seven, yep. the hilariously embarrassing story with John Hardy and working hard. But what else do you have on that, Seth and Alan? Yeah. On closing with what you were just saying about God meeting no, you right where you're at. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to say. You go ahead. Seth. Yeah, I, I mean, one of my professors uh, in college said something like, um, "You know, God loves us so much, He accepts us where we're at, mm-hmm. but He loves us much too much to let us stay that way." Hundred percent. And uh, that's exactly. I love that. Yeah. With that, stay stay close to the microphone. Yeah. Well, I was like leaning back, looking at it, and I got so excited because I love that one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, that's that's something. Whereas we, as you continue to grow and you continue to learn more, and you know, we can talk more about what the Bible says about you know, when you have more knowledge, there is there is more kind of required of of us as we as we understand more. Um, but you know, just come to the Lord right now. 
He accepts you where you're at and you'll experience spiritual warfare in different ways, um, just like we do. Um, but when we saturate our life with Jesus in the word of God, um, you know, those, those struggles become less and less as we mature. And they do. That's 100%. Yep. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. All right. We're going to end on that. And we got a cliffhanger now because of next Ooh, week. We're gonna yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, everyone has to listen next week. Story. Get ready. Spiritual yeah. warfare is real. Get ready. It's out there. All right. Everybody.